Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sammy. We're cousins and we're friends. <laughs> and we're not bored anymore. We're not bored anymore. <laughs> Sammy is single and dating. And I haven't dated since um, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Because We Were Bored. Hello. Hello, Sammy. Hi, Linz. Hi. Welcome to Because We Were Bored. We have a special guest today. Yay. Her name is Haley. She's one of my good friends from childhood, and she's also a local business owner in Rochester. She owns a bakery bar called Carmel on Park Avenue. I was just in her wedding a few weeks ago as one of her bridesmaids. So we're going to be talking to her in a little bit, but first, should we do our check-in, Linz? Yes, let's check in. Um, Do you want to go first? I basically just... I don't know where the week went. Yeah. I don't know where, I where my time is going. about that. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't really know. I mean, at this point, hours are blending together. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of creative work just here and there. Okay. Anyway, I started riding my bike to this track, like a professional like running track, like an actual track in Williamsburg, which is a nicer part of town. Okay. And um, it's like giving me life. I've been going in the mornings and just like that bike ride in the morning with like the air has been a little bit more crisp. That's so nice. And there's just like little stores sweeping their, you know, front porches and, like, or patios, you know, and like putting their chairs out. And it's just so cute. It's like a busy little, it's like a cartoon city in the morning. And then, um, <laughs> and then I've been running around the track and it's made me feel like I'm more part of a community because I've just been working out by myself in my yeah. room since March. Yeah. And even when I run around the track that's closer to me, it's not really for running. It's like cobblestone. So a lot of the stones will just be misplaced. And then it's like, I'll like have to jump. And it's just, I'm like, this is so bad. For You're going to like joints. roll your I ankle can't. or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to roll my ankle. Also, there's, uh, because people aren't there strictly to run, there's walkers, there's yeah. rollerbladers, there's like dogs and babies running in front of you. Also, there's a lot of men that cat call. Bye. So yeah, bye. <laughs> so I found this park with like, I mean everyone's so fit and it's very motivating so that is giving me life and I feel better about myself and just that bike ride yeah like that bike ride's great that's awesome so yeah I'm just trying to get back into shape after my like month of just kind of I mean my birthdays and birthdays and birthdays and then traveling and then the weddings and yeah it's just really hard when you have a friend that owns a bakery, like, I mean. <laughs> With delicious desserts. <laughs> delicious desserts. And drink options. <laughs> yeah, and do you know what I watched? And I was targeted, this, this was a targeted ad on my Instagram, and I totally <laughs> fell for it. It was Love in the Time of Quarantine on Hulu. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Guess who's in it? Who? It's Leslie Odom Jr. and his wife. Oh. And it's like, and it's scripted. Um, their baby's not in it, but she's mentioned, but basically, so it's like a bunch of, so I, I think what the idea is, since this was created in quarantine, it's a Hulu series. It's, okay. I think it's like a limited series. I think because it was created in quarantine, they were just basically like, who, who are some people that are living together that they can just like film in their apartment and we'll just oh, send them Oh, that's stuff. so cool. So they kind so of like have a, a script. A show. That's cool. I thought that it's it was a TV like show a and they go just, or something. Oh no, it's great. It's kind of like Modern Love where it's like a bunch of different stories. Oh, cool. Nicolette Robinson. Back. 
Nicolette Robinson, Leslie Odom Jr.'s wife, which yeah. we will actually mention him again on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is they have been together for like, oh my God, they've been together for like for 12 so years. Long. And <laughs> they talk about, there's one thing that they talked about. I'm not going to give away the plot of their particular story. But what Nicolette Robinson's character says in this show is she's basically like, he's been running around winning Tonys, performing on Broadway, then doing all the press. And then I had a baby. And then, you know, we're just our whole lives been saying when things slow down, when things slow down and things slow down, this is the slowdown. Yeah. We don't get the slowdown very often. It's just really stressful. There's a lot of pressure to be put on this time. Yeah. That's so interesting. Things to do. And a lot of families are, you know, what do we do? Do we have another like baby? Yeah. You know, do we do this is what they were talking about on the show. Do we, is this the best time? Should we put all of our goals into this time period when we know we're stuck at home with each other? And yeah, it's it's a good show. I recommend it. So that's what I did this week. That sounds so cool and very relatable. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something yes. that I've struggled with in quarantine, especially where I'm like, oh my God, I've said for the last, you know, 30 years that I want to write a book. This is when I should be writing a book. But then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I also have this like kid to raise. Oh my God. Should I be like homeschooling him? Like Montessori or like Waldorf? Like yeah. <laughs> accredited <laughs> preschool, like curriculum. Like, should I be doing that instead? And then I know you just get overwhelmed by all the time that you have and then all the choices. And then it's just, it's been hard too. Cause like, I've definitely had days where I'm depressed and miss the olden times when you could just do anything and <laughs> oh my god, yes. so it's like the slowdown is good and it's bad and it's scary and yeah it's just that sounds awesome I want to watch that show what's your check-in um I wish I was watching something as cool as love in the time of quarantine I've been watching like I've been catching up on my real housewives of New York mm-hmm. and Beverly Hills um, which are my two fave franchises. Mm-hmm. I need to get back into Atlanta. I used to like Atlanta. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're just they're just wonderful. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've been I've been checking in with my ladies, my old gals. And <laughs> yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? It's been kind of funny to watch New York because, and my mom and I were talking about this because um, it was all filmed in like the fall. And the early winter. So my mm-hmm. mom's like, they were all sitting at lunch and they were all coughing. And I was just grossed out because I knew they probably <laughs> all had COVID. And I'm like, I know. Oh my God. I thought the same thing. So on last so week's um, episode, it was Dorinda, who's been on the show for like five years. It was her birthday. And they went to, I think it's called the Russian Samovar. Have you ever heard of this? It's like no, a Russian I bar. I assume we're on two different echelons of New York City life. I, I'm almost positive you are. So <laughs> <laughs> Then the housewives. I'll know I've made it when I go to the same restaurants. Let me see where it's located. I'll tell you right now. The Russian Samovar restaurant and piano bar. Maybe Bobby DeBauto would like it there. <laughs> um, West 52nd Street. Oh, that's uh, it's in Hell's upper Kitchen? west side. Yeah, that's upper. Okay. It's like maybe 45 minutes from me. Yeah. Um, so they all went there and this was probably filmed January, February. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I just, they're in this tiny little like bar. They're all kissing each other. Cause it's a birthday. Oh my they're God. all hugging each other Gross. and I'm watching it and I'm getting like nauseous watching it. Cause I'm like, I can feel, and I texted two of my friends that we always like check in about the housewives uh-huh. and I'm like, I could feel the COVID just like jumping from one person to the other. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm not above it. I was probably doing the same thing. Around well, we time. all were cause we didn't know like. <laughs> You know, we've all, we've all been, I took my son to 
the National Museum of Play the week before the shutdown, which is which is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) It's it's like, you know, this huge museum of all sorts of like different exhibits and it's located in Rochester, New York, and it's amazing. But I'm sure there was all sorts of germs that we were exposed to there. I was well the good news is not looking forward to winter. My friend who's her and her husband both work in the medical industry and she had said that they both had heard that cold and flu season was going to be much more mild than usual because of all the precautions we're already taking masks, hand washing, frequent like sanitizers around. Mm -hmm. This is why people are never going to stop wearing masks. I feel like I don't mind. I'll wear them till the day. (laughs) I mean, we're just going to be, we're going to be masked now. Like that's just (laughs) the thing going forward. Um, I don't know. What did you Google this week? So I Googled, I have my garden in the backyard and I have some seeds. Uh Uh-huh. I think I brought this up on another episode, but yeah, I your actually tomatoes. Decided, well, well, my tomatoes, but uh, we grew some sage. <laughs> oh, cool! No, you didn't um, talk about that. Yeah, so we have some sage, and we were trying to look at what to do with it, and then it reminded me that I had seen this girl on TikTok that was burning white sage, and oh, yeah. everyone like basically like shamed her. They were like, "This is it's endangered, endangered. Yeah. and it's culture misappropriation," meaning like so. I don't know. I just, I started to look more into it and basically it's the, the term is smudging and it's yeah. the burning of sacred herbs and um, it's spiritual cleansing basically. And mm-hmm. a lot of these, this new wave that we're going through of meditating and astrology, and we're yeah. very, yeah, we're very spiritual. So basically the article I read, I forgot, I think it was just with Wikipedia, uh-huh. but they're basically like, so people think they're using sage in the ways that Native Americans have yeah. and like, but they're not <laughs> using it the right way. And so it's cultural misappropriation. Okay. And so it's, it's sage and Palo Santo, which are the two, they're two in the same people use them similarly. And um, Palo Santo is like very, I think they said there's only like 250 trees left and they're endangered and they're so, I mean, Urban Outfitters and Anthropology are selling, like, cleansing space kits with, like, white sage in them. And people are just getting really upset about it. So I started looking into it. I don't know if I have white sage in my backyard, but uh, I have some sage. And, yeah, it was just – it smells amazing. It's so – yeah, it smells so good. I saw that you could put it on some fall pasta, but I just – I don't (laughs) know if I'm going to – I don't have enough to burn, obviously. But I gifted somebody some sage and – I just, I see it all over the place. I feel bad. I didn't know it was. A couple of years ago, I saged our house or I smudged our house. And um, yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Like I bought it from a store on Monroe Ave in Rochester. Yeah. Like I didn't think anything. Well, you're <laughs> a yoga instructor. So how do you feel about sage being endangered? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it was endangered until you told me about that TikTok. It's really hard to draw a line between misappropriation and but it makes people feel good. It makes people feel better. So why can't I do it? You know, <laughs> if someone was like, I, green tea is endangered. It's like, well, I want to use green. I drink tea, green tea all the time. I love yeah. green tea. It makes me feel good. Coffee beans are endangered. I'd be like, well, okay, I'm still going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, well, I need them to survive. So yeah. I did the smudging of our house. But yeah, probably like five years ago. And I read a couple of like blog posts and articles about how to do it because I wanted to do it correctly. But now Mm -hmm. that you're talking about it, the blog posts and, and sites that I visited were probably all written by white women. (laughs) I know. know? I don't know for sure, but I certainly wasn't like 
looking into historical reasons. Uses, for yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But it was probably just like the first couple of things that popped up that I was like, okay, I'll just read this. And it was probably written by yeah. a, like a wealthy white woman who smudges her house. So. <laughs> yeah. Who got yeah. their sage from anthropology. Right. <laughs> And I got mine from Arkhamaj on Monroe. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great place. Um, I always loved Arkhamaj. Yeah so. yeah, so that's what I googled this week. Um, I was googling. I've been I've been sad about Chadwick Boseman. I didn't. I haven't seen Black Panther, but that's not uncommon. I I don't don't see a lot of movies because mm-hmm. of time, and I don't really follow the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I do. I, I've respected the movie and I thought that it was so amazing with all the actors and actresses that populate mm-hmm. Wakanda. I just have always thought that that the whole like Black Panther franchise was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also, I mean, he played Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. in 42. He's played other amazing roles. Like, yeah. I don't need to like recount his career, but he's yeah. just an awesome actor. I mean, he was so funny when he hosted SNL a year or two ago. Mainly, I've been really upset because... I mean, you know the Sammy, but my sister-in-law, who's my husband's oldest Mm -hmm. sister, had bad pain a couple of years ago and went into the doctor. And I mean, I remember we were visiting and she was like, Lindsay, I thought that I was going in to get a diagnosis of like gallstones. And it was colon cancer. And she was younger than she should have never had to worry about it. She never had had a colonoscopy before because they don't recommend colonoscopies until 50. And I mean, ultimately she fought really hard and she was really brave and just like an amazing woman to begin with but it was just devastating to like firsthand see colon cancer go through somebody who's so physically strong Mm -hmm. and turn them so weak and then to like you know and she ultimately passed away and then my a friend of mine her father also passed away of colon cancer same thing too too young would have never had a colonoscopy at that point so the American Cancer Society recommends getting colonoscopies, I think, at like 40 or 45 now, mm-hmm. because by 50, they're noticing that like before 50, people are getting diagnoses of colon cancer. And the same thing with Chadwick Boseman, like he was 39 when he was diagnosed, mm-hmm. 39, and he fought for four years and he filmed these movies the last four years in between mm-hmm. treatments. Mean. And I just can't even... We, I, I mean, cannot even imagine like the bravery and that mental like determination of, well, I, I mean, still yeah. want to act. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would just shut down, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so scary to just, you could take care of yourself and it doesn't matter. It's obviously getting worse throughout the years. Like something's going on that we need to figure out. It's just got to be so devastating. And knowing he's leaving this planet mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of this Black Lives Matter movement. And I I think that he knew how much of an impact he had by making Mm -hmm. that film. And people were asking me, did you watch Black Panther? People always ask me that. Did you see the new Avengers? As if I'm like on, if I like, I know nothing about any of them. Why would I watch this new one? And um, I didn't know the origin or anything. And I was like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's an action movie. I didn't, I was like, I don't think there's anything special about it, but I was never unaware of like the impact that obviously having a superhero that is a person of color, obviously I was like, I'll watch it just for that. But I wasn't like, oh my God, Black Panther, (laughs) you know? I have to catch myself because my son loves the Spider-Man cartoon movie into the (laughs) Spider-Verse. Oh my God. I mean, that's a good movie. It's like great. I know. I told you to watch it. And I, I watched so, it. it my so son good. and I have watched it probably like five times. Mm-hmm. And I like, I love it. I love it. I don't want to act like I'm like a Spider-Man fan, even though I, I am. Because I like Miles Morales, who's the Spider-Man. Really... 
you know, that's what happened when I, um, I first started watching Star Wars this year and I watched all of it. And then yeah. just having conversations with people on like Hinge and like dating and them, like my friends, they're like, you can't say you like Star Wars because you just started watching it this year. I'm like, but I liked it. And they're like, yeah, but you don't get it. And I'm like, okay, but you I, mean, don't really I don't really get it. I don't, don't, I don't get it. I didn't watch it as a child. And my, my dad wasn't obsessed with it. My mom wasn't obsessed with it. It's just me watching it now as a 30 year old. Like, <laughs> I thought it was so, so when my, when Edward was like a month old, um, John Legend did Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, but I remember at the end of when they were taking their bows at the end of the performance, mm-hmm. Brandon Victor Dixon, who played Burr, he was the Burr on Hamilton. That called Broadway, out Pence. That called out yeah. Pence. Like he's a very he was the Burr after the original Burr. He was did he replace Leslie Odom? I believe so. Yeah, I could be wrong. This episode is like very it's a Leslie, Leslie Odom, Odom Jr. <laughs> shout out. This is not. I mean, if this episode falls, into Leslie Odom this... Jr., you have twenty four hours to respond. <laughs> We've got Leslie Odom at board.pod on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon Victor Dixon. He um, came out to do his final bow. He played Judas, which is mm-hmm. like. Oh, chef's kiss. It was so good. I love Jesus Christ Superstar. It's a movie that I watched with our Nana when I was a child. It was just great. And then um, to watch like John Legend's like awesome cast, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon Victor Dixon came out and did like the Wakanda Forever salute. Oh. And I was like, this is amazing. Like the, the, so, like the societal impact of Black Panther. And that was two years ago. I can't imagine like like growing up with something and then somebody translates it into film. I just yeah. think he will live on in his movies. Yeah, he will live forever in film. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's our check-in and our Google for the week. And now we are going to bring on our guest. Our guest, again, uh, my friend for years. One of my, I mean, my best friend. One of my best friends. I love her so much. I was just in her wedding. Haley Schumann. Haley Mandola now, actually, because she just Yay. got married. Yeah. And this is her interview. Enjoy. We have our guest Haley with us today, who is owner and the baker at Carmel, which is a bakery in Rochester yes. on Park Avenue. Yes. If you're from Rochester, you probably know what it is. It's so good. They are well, Haley, you tell us. Like what is what is Carmel and what do you do at Carmel? Um, so Carmel is we're a late night bakery. Basically, I wanted, I knew, knew there were so many other good bakeries in Rochester, so I wanted to be different from that so that, like, I knew that I could make it, basically. <laughs> so, um, we opened, I mean, pre-COVID, we were open Wednesday through Saturday, 6 p.m. to midnight, and we paired all of our cocktails, craft beer, and wine with our um, plated desserts, but now, like... After COVID, we have a few less employees for costs and everything. So we're open 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday and then for brunch as well. And we don't do plated desserts right now, but we still like have fun cocktails, craft beer, wine. It's like a, it's a bakery bar and it's, I mean, extremely successful. Park Avenue is a really It's a hot market. Great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a great market. spot. <laughs> and we're right, myself, like, a- we're right in like the thick of things with the really great restaurants around us. Oh yeah. yeah. There's so many good restaurants. Yeah. And so I've known Haley since we were a little girl. Yeah. yeah when, when did and you guys meet? How old were you guys when you met? Softball. So oh. we were playing softball together. <laughs> we were probably like, um, I don't know. Haley, it was probably like middle school. 
I want to say we were 12. Yeah. And we played softball together. And then I think we kind of fell. We didn't like fall out. We just, I don't think we went to even the same. Did we not go to the same school or something? Because I was a year up above me. Yeah, yeah. Then my dad, when I was maybe like 13, moved to this house. And then he was like, oh, Haley that you played softball with lives across the street. And oh. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. So Haley and her big, beautiful family and her door was always open. Yeah. So I very, we would have like sleepovers on weeknights. Love that. Like before. Drive to school, school. together and everything. Yeah. We'd drive to school together. Yeah. And I remember I thought that it was like the funniest thing for, I don't, I thought it was like a little middle school comedian to call Sam, Sammy Sosa, because we play softball <laughs> together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> really, I realized, Sammy like, okay, that's, you're not that original. Oh, that's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Everyone called me Sammy Sosa when oh. I played. I don't even know who Sammy Sosa is. I don't even think I've heard that. I love that Haley called. He's a baseball player. That's all you need yeah. to know. <laughs> I mean, I assumed he's a baseball player. So, yeah, so I kind of – um so I was friends with her, and then she was like, I'm going to go to school. Well, we were – so we were in a vocational school together. At, um, in at BOCES. Yeah, so Lindsay actually taught at vocational school, right? Oh, well, I was at, yeah, the um, the BOCES 2 um, that's in Spencerport. I was a special ed teacher there. Well, I was a special ed instructional coach there for like two and a half years. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So Before I loved- the bakery, I was like, my, I had like two paths basically that I wanted to take. It was either like do this bakery thing or become a teacher and at the Fairport Posty School I like kind of had an opportunity she said she said we have a position opening within the next year I was like oh my gosh that'd be amazing this is like where I fell in love with what I'm doing so you did baking at the at like the BOCES one it was culinary arts yes we and we only had like a week of baking and I, during that week, I was like, wow, love this. Love this journey for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a internship during the vocational program in, at a bakery. So, yeah. So, Haley was – so, we were friends. We went to the vocational school. We would leave high school in the middle of the day, drive my car, be rambunctious and, like, blast <laughs> music, and then – you know, we didn't, I mean, we, it, it was just, when I look back, Haley, it was a lot of just goofing around. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, for sure. We left high school in the middle of the day. But and also it was like, like senior and junior year. So we didn't even have that many classes to begin with. Yeah. We were leaving school early. We had like late arrival and we had like one class and then like we'd go and drive. It was like a 40 minute drive and then we'd stop and get food. And then our teachers never cared if we showed up late, but I ended up, I was going for cosmetology, which I ended up not doing. And then Haley, I remember you being like, I'm going to go, you went to college for it. So you like went further, you furthered your education in Yeah. Baking. Well, originally I thought that I wanted to do nutrition. So oh, I, cool. yeah, so totally different. So I thought that maybe I would go for culinary because they didn't have something like that at the vocational program. And then I was like, nutrition, no. I'm going to go school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and actually in college, that was my least favorite class. I hated it. Nutrition. Yeah. Because it's like science. It's a lot of science. I mean, so is right? baking, yeah. but like, yeah, I'm sure it's, is, it's more like biology. I felt like baking then. was, I mean, it is like a science for sure, but there's a lot of math to it. And I really liked math. 
And nutrition was like this weird science that I really didn't understand. So Haley, what, so what happened after college then? Do you want to give a, like a, yeah. do you want to give like a summary of just like what happened with your life after yes. college and like Perfect. a few years after, you know, when things, you know, when I'm talking. Yeah. About yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, okay. So, well, first of all, it started in college. We had to do a project in my restaurant's desserts class, or it was either menu planning or that. And we had to make a restaurant or some sort of establishment. And mine was called Halo's Dessert Bar because <laughs> my you. nephew called me Halo at the time. That's adorable. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a bakery that paired desserts with cocktails. So it was kind of exactly this. And I even put in my I didn't even know really like what Park Ave was at the time. I just knew that it was a popular area, but I, I hadn't even been kind of back home to see what it was about. I just kind of figured it would be a good spot to put in my report. So I even put that it would be on Park Avenue and everything. Oh my God. I know. Wow. <laughs> and then um, when I got out of school, I stayed in Pennsylvania for a little bit and um, worked at a grocery store as like an assistant bakery manager. And then when I came home, I was an assistant pastry chef at the Riverside Convention Center. And then from there on, I just kind of like went around to different like managing baking positions, things like that. And there was like, I felt like always something missing And I wanted to do a little bit more. Um, And I had like all of these ideas in my head that I wanted to just get out. And Mm -hmm. I started to make a, an actual business plan. Um, And I remember my now husband and I would would be like, (laughs) I would be talking to him and be saying, you want to do this? What do you think? And I think that he thought it was, like just something fun that I was doing at the time. Uh-huh. So it took probably like two years for me to like went from start to finish of making this business plan. And then I started to get a little bit more serious about it um, after just like hating my job, I think. Mm-hmm. And I went to um, the SBA office and I talked to them and they said, you got a good business plan go out and start to look for places. And I was like, oh my God, it's real. So you started looking for properties on Park Ave specifically? Um, No, I was just kind of looking in cool areas of Rochester, places that had a lot of foot traffic. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I didn't want to fail. So I was trying to, I was trying to do everything I possibly could to make sure that there was enough people coming by, things like that. And then I, Mark was actually playing poker with this guy. And this guy her said. Husband. Her now husband. Yes. And, and he said, there's a guy who owns a property on Park Avenue that I think is open. So we went by there, saw it. It was like this disgusting pizza shop. <laughs> and... um And we ended up, I think, like two weeks later being like, okay, let's do it. And and it was like, honestly, it happened so weirdly fast. And I didn't have time to think about what was going on at the time. 
And then it just happened. And it was so scary. <laughs> I know. I remember when you came up to me when we were seeing my dad play piano. And you were like, so we're going to go forward with this, like, idea. And she's like, I think you're like, I think the name's going to be Carmel. Yeah. And then your brother was joking. He was like, Caramel or Carmel? <laughs> well, so that was, like, a big thing, the Caramel and Carmel thing. It helped us a lot. Our first mm-hmm. Park Ave Fest, we weren't open yet, but we were renovating. So we, like, had a bunch of cookies out there. We made bourbon sea salt caramels. Because we thought it would be cool mm-hmm. to like do the bourbon thing and the caramel thing, you know, cocktails yeah. and and caramels. Mm-hmm. So we did that, and we put we got these stickers that said Team Caramel, Team Caramel. So people <laughs> were like advertising for us by walking around saying how they said it. They were wearing our stickers. Oh my stickers. god, that's so smart. That yeah. is a really smart oh. marketing move. Marketing <laughs> gold. I love it. Yeah. And I've been seeing little just like bits and pieces because I'll come home and then it's like, oh, we have a name. And then I come home again. Oh, we got the loan. Oh, we come home again. Oh, we've got the place. And then I come home again. And it's like so busy. I have to like sneak and be like, is Haley in the back? And then like everyone's like, just go back there. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back there. She's working. <laughs> and then it's just like packed. It's, I mean, it's a very successful, Haley, would you, it's successful, right? Yes, like you guys yeah, are doing. It, it, it is. And like, I, I would think so. Cause I think it's great. Yeah. And guess what, Lynn? What? Guess who showed up to say hello to her? Who? Mr. Leslie Odom Jr. himself. Oh, when, yes, oh, when they were like, when? When was he here? Um, He was here for a concert. And oh, yeah, how funny. It, it might have been like around Jazz Fest time last year. And he was looking to go into the place next door, Jembatat. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they sell African artifacts, and he wanted to And, like, great coffee there. and gelato. That place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't open at the time. So he walked in, and he walked in with, like, an entourage, like, people wearing fur coats and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who does he think he is? Leslie Odom Jr.? <laughs> like, he is Aaron Burser. <laughs> we, were like, we were like, who is this guy? Is he, like, a celebrity or something? And then somebody said... That's Leslie Odom Jr. We're like, okay. So, like, what? And then we went in the back, YouTube, Google, everything. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my gosh. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. And I mean, you got to watch Hamilton Haley. Oh my gosh, I know. Mark and I have like a whole five things on a movie list. And I feel like. No, Hamilton should be number one. (laughs) Hamilton is on probably like the fifth one. So. No, Mark, no. Yeah, and so how – because you just opened – how long have you been open? Um, October of 2018. So we're coming up year. two years. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Because I have to wonder how many businesses, especially in the Park Ave neighborhood, go in and out before two years. So congratulations on that. I'm sure that's some kind of milestone down there, you know? Yeah. I I mean, especially I think in that location, a lot of – there's been a lot of turnover in that. Yeah. I guess. And then COVID happened. Oh, yeah. my, oh God. Yeah. So, okay. So how's so, that going? Well, first of all, like, I have to say, like, I I started this fully alone. And then when Mark and I, we signed the lease, Mark was like, okay, like, I want to do this too. Like, at the Aww. time, I was like, at the time, I was annoyed. And I was like, 
okay, so I just did this whole business plan and all of a sudden now you want to start doing this. But really, like, if it wasn't for him, I would be going totally even more mentally crazy than I am. Yeah. <laughs> he takes care of the whole bar side. So the way that it's been going is it is honestly, like, it's really going well. But mm-hmm. I have to say that when you own a business, and this is not something that I thought about before, it takes a toll mentally on you. Oh, yeah. I have, and I think that's something that I wish that, I wish that business owners could talk about more freely is mental health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I'll literally, just so I feel normal, I'll Google like entrepreneurs and mental health. It's crazy. So that is. I mean, I can't imagine. It's like a double-edged sword. There is, it's so exciting being busy Mm -hmm. and having all of these wonderful things. But on the other side, because things are going well, if you have like, if you're somebody who's a little bit anxious already, you're so Mm. anxious that things could go wrong at any time. Would you call it imposter syndrome? We've been talking a lot about that Oh, what is this? Well, imposter syndrome is where you just don't feel like you're- Like worthy. You're living your own life. And you're just like- Am I am I really good at this, or am I just did I just get lucky, or oh my god, is, yeah, is this what I meant to do? I do that literally all the time. Someone's gonna discover that I'm not doing that. I'm not this person. Someone's gonna figure me out. Yeah, being afraid of being figured out. I mean, it's, I I literally it's like, absolutely a thing. I literally made up like being like a uh, like I never did anything like this. Obviously, I've been baking since I was fifteen. I've been baking for almost fifteen years. But I never did anything to this level or yeah, I definitely have been making it up along the way and it is terrifying. And the other big pressure is reviews, which like people didn't have pressures like this, even like, you know, like 10 years ago, yeah, whatever. And now there's this pressure of somebody ruining you from a review. Yeah. Oh, cancel culture is huge too nowadays. Like. We just had, I mean, obviously this is not, this is an extreme case and you guys don't have to worry about this at all because you're both great people. But some woman, some women came out and said that this, this locally owned beloved pizza, pizza oh, shop yeah, in Bushwick, they like, were like, oh, this guy was a jerk and now they're shut down. They're basically like the they owner was a jerk to us. Yeah. Like oh nobody's, my God. Yeah. yeah I, I mean. Like Mark yesterday said. Next time you get a car, we should get a car that says Carmel on it or something like that so that it has advertising. And I said, no, I'm so scared that what if I'm a jerk while I'm driving one time? And then we're yeah. like, oh, man, Carmel girl, she has no she idea. She cut me off in traffic. Exactly. Yeah. It is like this cancel thing is so real. And you guys are, I mean, you are kind of like your local celebrities in the sense that like people love you and Mark, your, hu- your now husband, her wedding is the one that I was in just a few weeks ago, yeah. but you guys have been together for so long and yeah. you're both just the sweetest and everyone aspires oh, to be so nice. like you too. Thank you. I mean, totally. And then <laughs> this successful business where you're just bringing even more and you're doing, you're doing great things. Like you're. I told Haley, I was like, you guys are so good at like organizing like little challenges on Instagram and like your social media is great. Uh-huh. And like, you've been helping the community. Yeah. We just, I, I mean, it's great. Like, Tell us about some of that stuff. 
I guess like we really wish we could do a lot more, but we, I mean, like something recently that we did is a business that we work with, Rochester Brainery. They were yes, in danger. Well. Yes, yeah. so, like we did a little giveaway on Instagram to raise a little bit of money for them. But, you know, we're, because we're only in our second year, like we can't do too many things like that, but we definitely would love to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we care so much about all of the causes that are going on. And that is something that is, that is something that is really difficult to being a business owner because whatever your political stand is or anything, you, mm-hmm. it's, you can't really say it because that yeah. you are like, I was so scared to even put on Instagram of like the black, black lives matter, anything because yeah. of just some jerks being like, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. Yeah. We're not going like, to go to I don't know what I'm anymore. talking about, but I still know what I care about. So it's kind of like a tag now. It's like, it's like I'm on this team or this team. It's there's no in between anymore. Yes. Lindsay said the other day, you were like, I'm not even a liberal anymore. I'm like a radical leftist. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like it's just like we're all getting so passionate about each I like and, and yeah, I'm like fully like a socialist, like <laughs> right. and so it's like this side. It's like you're yeah. not on this team if you're not with me or against yeah. me. And it's like you're at risk of losing losing half of your and I mean upstate is very mixed. Yes. The luck I mean it's safe in this my liberal bubble in New York City, but upstate is very mixed and you're at risk of losing what, like so much, a bunch yeah. of people if you I, I really can't say what, it's not how it should be. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to have an opinion as a business owner because then you can lose a lot when you do that. So yeah. it, it's been very hard because a lot of people a lot of people will come in, you know, during these times it's so it's so bizarre that even COVID has become a political thing. Oh the mask. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so Haley bizarre. was like, she was telling me people will like come in and not she has to be like put on a mask. <laughs> I just Your can't hands. believe that people my mom said the other day she was waiting in line to get like a something at Rite Aid and somebody was not wearing a mask. And I was yeah. like, they should have kicked that person out. Like, you're in a, a pharmacy. Get out. <laughs> what right. are you doing? People, yeah. people walk in all the time and they'll just not be wearing a mask and We'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a mask? And they'll be like, not with me. It's like, what? <laughs> why did you come here? Yeah. Then why are you here? <laughs> I don't know if you saw in the news, but um, right. remember the yeah, it might have come up on your like feed just like <laughs> a few like times. They're like in the, the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> I mean, kudos to you guys for dealing with all of this in your your freaking just basically just opened your business yeah. on the scale of things. Thank you. Um, Haley, something that you said struck me, you said, um, being a baker, like you said something about like, well, blah, blah, blah. I've been baking since I'm, since I've been 15, but you're not just a baker anymore. You're like Sammy was saying, you're a public figure. You're an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. You have employees. Like this is a lot more complicated than just making desserts or making yes. cocktails and pairing them. So I think, you know, you got to give yourself some credit because you're you. doing incredibly well for all of those. Yeah. <laughs> that part is the really difficult part. I, I wish all of the time that I can just bake, you know, do what I know because that's yeah. the easy part. 
And then I have all these emails and payroll and insurances and this and that. Mm -hmm. And that is the really difficult part that I'm still trying to figure out. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's crazy. I mean, there's people who've been business owners for 20 years and still haven't figured it out. I've worked at so many bars and restaurants. And companies, even corporate companies, yeah. where it's like, wait, you haven't figured this out yet. And that's, that's <laughs> okay. the other thing. I have this, I have this big fear of like being a bad boss. Like, <laughs> like, like I want so badly for all of my employees to be like, I love working here. This is amazing. And- <laughs> but I think you're a great boss. I mean, you're well. First of all, a lot of your employees are family. <laughs> yeah, Haley has a huge family. There you go. Not a lot yeah. of them, but I mean, how many? Um, How many? My brother and my sister work there. And then yeah. one of um, my good friends is my assistant pastry chef. So that that's a little, that's something that's difficult as well because, and I love saying that we're a small family owned business. I love saying that. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, when something like a wedding happens, we have to close. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh-huh, because you can't have, yeah. And then we get emails, and they're like, I went by the other day, and you guys were closed. We're like, okay, well, we, like, literally put it up on Instagram and Google. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Haley, going back to family, her, you're one of six. Yeah. I always said one of seven, and then I saw the wedding photo of you and your siblings, and I was like, why did I, oh, why have I always been saying seven? Yeah, There's the six seven. of you. I'm the seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm the most flattering thing. Um, And her whole, all of her siblings, I mean, her whole family's beautiful. Her siblings, they all look so similar. And um, the biggest compliment ever that Lizzie and I are, so Haley, Lizzie, and I are like the three best friends from, I mean, high school. And then we were both in her wedding together. So it's kind of like, it's always been like the three of us. Yeah. We've like never fought. We love each other so much. And um, <laughs> so nice. we had so much fun at the wedding and the bachelorette party. But the biggest compliment others ever is like Lizzie and I were up at, uh, we were at the buffet getting food. And someone was like, are you two of the sisters? And we were like, oh my God. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we Little so old me. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> But yeah, and so why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to work with your, I mean, fiance and just boyfriend for so long and now husband. Mm. It is. How's that? It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Difficult. So not that I want to make this about men. Just, I just want to say, no, I'm just, no. it is an interesting dynamic and. It is a very um, interesting dynamic. We, so we like almost never fight at home and. Yeah. Then we start to talk about work or we get to work and we have such different like management styles and Mm -hmm. we definitely have the same personality too. And we have this power struggle going on all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I always have, you know, I'm in charge of the, the case and the orders a lot of the like business related stuff. He's in charge of the bar stuff, ordering and like going and shopping for things. So he's in charge of a lot too. He has like this mind that is so hyper. So we'll be at mm-hmm. work and I'll just be like concentrating on that one thing that's in front of me. And he'll be like, what if we did this, Amy? What if we did this? And, and this and this and this. <laughs> and I'll be like, if you don't shut up right now. <laughs> like, and then we get home and we're like, Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess that's all that matters. Yes. Right? 
there's definitely been a power struggle. Over time, it has gotten easier. And actually, for some reason, I think after COVID, too, not at, we're still during COVID, but after like yeah. quarantine, things mm-hmm. have gotten slightly easier, too. Since things have started to open up? Yeah, things have started to open yeah. You know, they started to open up. We kind of simplified things a little bit. We have a little bit less employees. We're not doing plate desserts right now. And I think we kind of, I mean, we don't have it all figured out, but we figured out a little bit how to talk to each other better at work. I mean, that's going to take a lifetime, Haley. Yeah. You know how to talk to me. Yeah. I'm sure. From what I've heard, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean it's, I've heard it's just difficult in general to have like a business partner, but having yeah. a business partner that is also somebody who you can talk so comfortably with, mm-hmm. you know, like your significant other, you can say anything to. So mm-hmm. a business partner, you might hold back a little bit, but your significant mm-hmm. other, if they have an idea you don't like, you could be like, that's dumb. <laughs> and it's mean, but you say it anyways. Yeah, because you love each other. It's right. such a challenge just like bringing I, – I mean, how long have you guys been um, like together? Like when did you start dating? Um, we started dating like almost six years ago in October. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then how long have you guys like lived together? We've lived together for probably five years. Yeah. So, I mean, even mm-hmm. all of that stuff is – like, my husband and I have been together for, like, almost nine years. And, like, we've been – we've lived together for, like, almost eight years. And it's just, like – I remember, like, moving in together. And, like, the first month of, like, moving in together was so hard because we both had come from, like, our own apartments, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, my God, you're still here? Okay. <laughs> and then, like, you know – getting married I mean people will say like oh like when you live together already nothing really changes but you can definitely feel like a difference in the way that you relate to each other because all of a sudden it's it's real like even though you've been together for x amount of years oh, my gosh. Like, oh yeah. now it's real like we actually are like this partnership like you're my family you know a lot of people will say to me like oh well when you get married it's just the same but no, like, there's definitely like a different kind of gravity to the situation. That's exactly yeah. That, that's a perfect way to explain it. Like ever since we've been married, I feel like we have made such like this beautiful commitment to each other. A lot of people kind of are negative about it. And then we had this one couple who came in a week before we got married. Um their names are People were negative. Wait, people were negative about, about you getting married? No, or they're about, just like, about like business with your husband. More like, oh, well, whatever, marriage is, it, marriage is whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had this one couple who came in um, a week before we got married, um, Gerald and Charles. And, oh. and we, they were like, oh, we're so excited for you. And Mark said, is it different being married? He said something like that. And they said, it is. It yeah. is so much more better. It is so uh-huh. it is so beautiful, and it is such a blessing to be married to the one that you love. And it's and I was like, oh, that's so cute, you know. But <laughs> it is it is really nice. Yeah, it's like everything like, is I mean, amplified. Like it's so much more better. It's so much more beautiful. It's so much harder. <laughs> it's like yeah. everything is like and, yeah. And I'm sure, sure that it'll get even harder when we have kids like you have, Lindsay. It is interesting to be with somebody for so long. Like, I think you'll find it'll be interesting to talk to you 
again, when you start having a family, because yeah, it's like you, you're together with somebody for so long, you know, somebody like in and out so well, and then you have kids and both of your identities change. Yeah. You know, like I, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was never a mom before and now I'm a mom. He was never a dad before he's a dad. And you start to, you know, there's, there's like additional growing pains with that too. Like I was looking back at old text messages one time, maybe like a year ago, and I was texting my doula and I said something like, I think we're having some growing pains. And she was like, that's totally normal. Like you're different people now. And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we are, you know, like now we have, we have different roles that we've never had before and we have to like grow into them together kind of thing. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, assume, I mean, I obviously bring nothing to the table on this topic, but, <laughs> but like, um, but I feel like it might be like you, and now every decision you make is you're bringing things that your parents did to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always like, I'm never going to do what my mom did if I have a kid. I'm never going to do what my dad did when I had a kid. And then when you have a partner, they have their own things that they're yep. not going to do that their parents did. So it's no longer just, Hey, we're having fun. It's now, no, this is what my you know, parent did to me and I don't want to do it to this person. It's like, well, this is what my parent, it's like, you're trying so hard to save this generation. (laughs) We are, we already do it all the time. We'll be, we'll be like eating breakfast and we'll have our nieces and nephews sleep over and I'll see them do something like not eat something. And I'll be like, okay, well you just, you know, just have a few more bites and Mark will be like, you will sit there. And you, <laughs> and you will appreciate what your aunt has made you. So, and then we'll talk like when they leave. And they'll be like, oh, man, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Yes, it is. I know. Well, and it's yeah, stuff I mean, that you and, don't even remember from your childhood. Like my son won't eat something for dinner. And my husband will be like, sit there and eat, you know, four more bites. And then. I'll be like, just get him a yogurt. And then I like told my mom that my mom's like, oh yeah, you and your sister, when you guys wouldn't eat dinner, I would just give you a yogurt. <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. God. That's funny. I didn't even know that. I like, that was not even like a memory I had. But <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Haley has, I mean, you have so many nieces and nephews too. So that's like good practice. And I don't know if you noticed um, Paige during the wedding at all. But she was just like following me around the whole entire oh, time. Yeah. And what she kept Haley saying. Has... Go ahead. <laughs> no, Haley, how many nieces and nephews do you have? Uh seven. Well and then Oh wow. Seven. Now nine because of Mark's side too. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So nine and they're all so cute. And Paige Aww. is the not the youngest. Paige is the Paige second is youngest. The third youngest. And she's the oh, my sassiest goodness. for sure. Aww. Mm-hmm. And, she was, and she was following you around and saying what? So she was following me around the whole time at the wedding, and she kept saying, "I'm extremely mad at you, you know." And I was like, "Why?" And she goes, "Because you're not even paying attention to me today." Oh my god! <laughs> and so I said, cute. I said, "I know, but it's just Paige. It's mine and Mark's wedding, and she goes, I know. And all all you do is you keep hanging out with him." <laughs> and then like oh other gosh, people would come so up funny. other people would be like congratulations Haley and then she'd cross her arms and she'd go just go talk to them if you need to oh oh my gosh <laughs> so how old is she she is four but yeah I mean big beautiful family amazing wedding so what do you think is going to happen going forward with like the company? Are you, are you guys like, I mean, you guys did good during COVID. You were doing takeout orders and stuff and yeah. now you finally have outdoor seating. So are you, 
So I'm a little bit worried about like the fall um, and winter because Mm -hmm. obviously the outdoor seating is going to go and we can only fit, you know, half capacity, six feet apart. So that brings us to about 15 people, but we've been having a lot of custom orders that have helped a lot lately. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like. We're kind of, I think, just like every other restaurant and bakery and company, we're playing mm-hmm. it day by day and just seeing what yeah. happens. And, like, who knows if we're even going to be closed down again. If COVID gets bad in the fall, like, things might happen. I know. We have, um, we don't even have indoor seating right now. And then so everyone's like, so what are we going to do? And then de Blasio was like, we have no plans yeah. for reopening indoors. And we're like, how can you have no plans for reopening indoors when it's getting colder? Right. And <laughs> the, the amount of companies that would go out of business, it's just, I mean, it's scary. Mm-hmm. I did see something, Sam, like, I don't even know, maybe a week or two ago. And it was um, New York City has a record number of vacant apartments right now. There's like 13,000 like apartments up for rent because people are just fleeing. It makes me want I, Yeah. Anybody want to move to New York? like that mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way I see it is like a lot of people that fled either have somewhere else to go knowing they'll be okay to come back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a bunch of different issues. They're not letting anybody back into the city on visas. Sam, yeah. so you could be nice. Are, you could come here. If, like, it's fine. So Haley's <laughs> mission in life is to get me back to <laughs> her her small mission in life is to like keep a restaurant afloat, but her bigger mission is to get me to come back to Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me. My um, small mission is like to raise a respectful son and like respect women. And as a feminist, and my large mission is to get you to move back to Rochester. Yes, yeah, so oh Lindsay, God. let's like team up on this. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm. I love you guys so much, and I'd love to see you as much as I can. Um. Well. Haley, thank you so much for doing this interview. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Yeah, plug your social media and your website. Social media is flourishing, by the way. You have so many followers. Thank you. So if anyone wants to visit Carmel, uh, our hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 10 right now, and Sunday for brunch, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can visit our website at carmelbakeryandbar.com for any custom orders or anything. And you can also follow us on Carmel Bakery ROC to see some kind of everyday things that are going on. Carmel Bakery Rock. Um, Yes. And I'm not saying this because you're my friend and I love you, but the food is like insane. Oh, yeah. I've had the the desserts. They're delish. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like every time it's like, are you kidding me kind of thing when you eat it? (laughs) Every time I give my dad something left over, he's like, whoa, where is this from? And I'm like, it's from Carmel. (laughs) (laughs) Where else would I have gotten it? Um, It is also my goal to have your dad one day you know, when it's allowed again to have him come and play piano there. Oh, that'd be so cute. He would love that. Perfect perfect aesthetic for Bobby. Oh, yeah. such a good aesthetic for Bobby. Yeah. And they are, I mean, they have great, a great collection of craft beer. They're like really into craft beer too. So it's yeah. honestly like, you know, Park Ave in Rochester, go, if you live in Rochester, if you know somebody in Rochester, buy them a cake or a pie or something. Yeah. And then have it 
Because you guys deliver too, right? We Yeah, we can deliver, yeah. They deliver. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you so much you for talking, so Haley. Much. I hope this records. I love you. Love I will see you very soon. It's so nice talking to you, Haley. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. 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 All right. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview and thank you so much. We, uh, we had audio issues last week. So this is kind of like a jumbo sized episode. Yes. <laughs> we lost an episode. It was devastating. We lost an episode. But, but we've got new mics or whatever. Yeah. We're, we're back at it. We're here. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. And we hope you enjoyed the episode. And yeah. I'm Sammy. I'm Lindsay. And this is Because We Reward. We'll talk to yes. you next week. All right. We'll see you next week. This episode is like very it's a Leslie, Leslie Odom, Odom Jr. <laughs> shout out. This is not. I mean, if this episode falls, into Leslie Odom this... Jr., you have twenty four hours to respond. <laughs> <laughs>